Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Bible Study, where we are reading the Bible in a year. And I already see my friends Kenneth and Amy in the chat. How are you guys doing? So I'm going to open this up. Um, was home this weekend in Pennsylvania for family reunion. It was amazing. Got to see people I hadn't seen in years. Um, and I just had a question, like, why, why in the world do we wait so long to see the people we love? People that we grew up with, the people that we hung out with. Got to see a lot of my cousins that I spent a lot of time with as kids. And we've really grown kind of apart in our older years. And it was so nice to kind of see everybody and uh, reconnect. And um, my cousin who was like a brother to me growing up, my, my mom and her sister spent so much time together. Uh, he ended up having stomach and esophageal cancer in the last year and he was there and it was just amazing to see him. But he currently doesn't have, um, he currently doesn't have a stomach uh, and no small intestine. So his food goes right from the esophagus to the large intestine. Uh, but he's, he looks good. He's doing well. But a lot of your immune system is based on what's in the stomach. And so, gosh, like I don't want to waste any more time not spending people, spending time with the people we love. And it just really echoed that this weekend. And I just wanted to share that. So, um, Beck, thank you for jumping in. Elise, always great to see you. Jackie, Jacqueline Robinson, awesome to see you, um, old friend. And so it's awesome, everybody here. So I wanted to uh, just open with that. We'll open with prayer, and then we'll kind of get into the readings for the last couple of weeks or the last week. Um, so if you would, bow your heads. Dear Lord, thank you for so much for giving me the opportunity to connect with so many awesome people um, every week on this platform to talk about you what you've done for us, your glory, um, all the things. And, and the way that you have made it so we can read the Old Testament and the New Testament together to see what your plans were and how they came to fruition and how all that stuff works. Thank you so much for all of that. Please bless everything that we are going over tonight so that people can understand what we're talking about and need and get from it what they need to get. Um, you please guide those words for them. In your name we pray. Amen. So, um, so I am, I am a couple days behind still. Uh, the games really put me behind. I was about a week behind last week. I'm about three days behind now, but I'm getting there. I'm getting caught up. By next week, I promise you i will be back on track so i'm on day 41 i think right now so doing pretty well um and my wife is in the chat uh and she went back home with me last or this weekend and she got to spend time with her elderly parents and siblings also uh my mother-in-law has non-hodgkin's lymphoma uh diagnosis is good though and we are praying for a speedy recovery for that um, but got to spend time with them so very cool there so today i threw out uh this morning some questions in discord 
If you're not in the Discord, please shoot me a message. We'll get you the link. Uh, and it's where we just kind of talk about the readings as we go through the week so we don't forget anything when we get to Sunday night and have a conversation. I also have the live call-in number up there if anybody wants to reach out and talk about anything that's happened to them this week or prayer requests or anything they saw in the Bible readings that that, that impacted them in any way. So I'm going to start with the Discord questions uh, that I threw out today. And they went like this. The question for tonight. In Leviticus, we learn all the rules that the Israelites had to follow to please God. In Matthew, all that changes when Christ makes the ultimate sacrifice for all of our sins. Question one. How hard do you think it would have been to follow all the instructions God gave Moses and the Israelites? Question two. How does it make you feel that God essentially wiped those rules clean by sacrificing his son? And three. What does this grace mean to you, and is it more impactful reading Leviticus in tandem with Matthew? So I had a couple people reach back out through Discord, and I'll read their answers. First, we have Suggs. Um, I've basically flicked through the entirety of Leviticus, as I could see no relevance to anyone living today. Perhaps it'll make more sense if you can expand about the idea that these rules were changed by the death of Jesus. And so. I think Brent, who was the next person to respond, actually kind of sums this up pretty well. And that is, God gave Adam and Eve one rule. They didn't follow it. So he was let down and punished them. Next in Genesis, God is again disappointed in us and tells Noah to build an ark. And he floods what he created and starts anew. Now in Leviticus, God lays out to Moses the Ten Commandments and rules again for us to follow. And we still can't get it right. God then gave us Jesus. And Kenneth DeLapp jumps in with, one, it's super difficult. I would have to constantly go back and look up things. Two, feel thankful for it. Makes life easier, I would think. And three, beneficial reading both New and Old Testament at the same time. For a while, me and my wife weren't sure if we were still supposed to be trying to maintain Sabbath rules, etc. And so I think those are some good jumping off points. Um, Amy Stanton jumps in and says, sometimes it's hard to reconcile the God of the Old Testament and New Testament. Mama Schweitzer's in the house with, it would have been impossible to follow and keep those rules. We needed Jesus to give us our salvation. And Beck says, oh, Old Testament seems to be about justice and New Testament about grace. That's how I think about it. Um, and then my wife jumps in with that list of rules for sacrifices and the consequences of messing up was harsh. I can see lots of room for mistakes. Um, I, I agree. I think that it would have been nearly impossible. And what's what's really kind of funny for me is I had a friend who is Orthodox Jewish and still follows many of those decrees in Leviticus because in his faith, there is no New Testament. And so he still tries to do all those things with the split hoofed animals to chew the cud that uh, doesn't, they do the salt curing of the animals so that they're not eating the blood. 
um, all of those things that are that are mapped out in Leviticus, they still try to follow. The other connection I kind of wanted to make here is I know a lot of people were raised Catholic when we first started this. Those that's something that was said, and in the Catholic faith, there's a lot um, of people who still believe that works are very important into getting to heaven. And what I what I see in Leviticus are a lot of works, a lot of things that you do to please God. And the New Testament kind of wipes that clean, right? If we take Jesus as our Savior and ask him for forgiveness, that is what gives us our salvation now. Not all the works that we did, that you did back in the Leviticus days. Um, so I think that's really really cool that, that, that that's what we've seen. Um, Amy says, I was just going to ask how Jewish people know which rules they have to follow. Um, there, are different, there are different levels of the Jewish faith. There are Orthodox Jews that are very much by the Bible, by the Old Testament, and they follow everything. Um, and then there are other that aren't so strict about the Old Testament rules and laws. And Kenneth says, I can't even stick to a diet, so sticking to the with the law would be 100 times harder, I'm sure. And Mama Schweitzer adds in, we need to repent when we sin. We do. And ask for forgiveness. Um, and so that is, that is the new way, the New Testament. And I just thought that was really interesting as we were going back and forth. So that was the first point I wanted to bring up. And then some of the other things that kind of came to my head as I was reading, um, and this is kind of a funny story. On our way back from Pennsylvania today, uh, we were driving along, and in the middle of the road was a fishnet, like a big, probably four-foot-long fishnet probably two feet across on the, the hoop where the net went and I hit it and it went up under my car and lodged in underneath my car. We had to pull off and I had to get it dislodged because it was dragging and sparking and all those things on the road. So I thought it was really, I thought it was really profound as we're reading through this part of the Bible and there's the parable of the the master who's going away and gives his bags of silver to the servants to to do what they can with it and they he gives one servant five bags of silver another two and another one one based on their abilities and the servant who got the five bags of silver turned it into an additional five bags of silver the one the servant he gave two turned it into an additional two bags of silver and was given more responsibility because of what he showed with those lesser amounts. And the third servant took his one bag of silver, buried it in the ground, and just gave the bag back to um, the master at the end. And he was very displeased with him because he did nothing and was just being lazy about it. And as I hit that fishnet today, I was like, that's what God and Jesus want us to do with our faith. It's not just for us to keep to ourselves and bury in a hole in the, in the ground and just give back to him our, um, our belief in him 
and and that it is to invest it like we're trying to do with this Bible study and grow it and give back to him at double or triple or whatever we can do as we are um, being fishers of men, right? That's what the Bible says. And so I thought as I read that parable and then hit that fishnet, it was just appropriate that I bring that up tonight as something that I went through today and it really hit home for me with our readings. The last thing I have, and I'll just check the comments real quick. Um, uh, my wife says, Jesus performed so many miracles in these readings. He healed everyone who asked for his grace. Important to remember that today. Pray for everything. Trust in his mercies. Um, and Jody, uh, I'm going to listen on my drive home from New York City later. Can't wait. I'm celebrating my daughter's birthday today. Be well all. Well, happy birthday to Jody's daughter. Kenneth says, good point, Scott, that the most challenging point for me a lot being more of a fisher of men. Yeah. Um, it's kind of why I did this podcast, right? I felt called to do more with my faith than just kind of keep it to myself. I have this platform. Why not use it for what I believe in? And that's why we are here today. So my last point for this week and if anybody has anything, again, call in numbers there. Throw anything in the chat you want to discuss. We can do that as well. Jesus went, we talked last week. I talked about how cool it was through Matthew that Jesus was becoming a rock star. Everywhere he went, people wanted to be there. People wanted to touch him. People wanted um, him to perform miracles for them. He just was a complete rock star. And... It's so important to the story because where we were last this last week is that everybody started tearing him down. And isn't that so common in today's society, how we have our heroes and they, they climb up through popularity or whatever you want to say, fame, and then we just start chipping away and beating them down. Jesus, Jesus experienced that same thing. He went from crowds and crowds of people and being lauded as he came into a town and with the palms and all of that stuff. And then the crowds, when they were given the opportunity to save him and save his life, they chose Barabbas over him to save and yelled, crucify him, which it, it's just amazing to me how we went from super popular, super rock star to just tearing him down to wanting him crucified on the cross. It is amazing that that happened, but it happens every day in the modern world where we beat, we tear down our heroes. We tear down the people that have done great things because of a mistake they've made or, or whatever. Um, Mama Schweitzer says, 
We need to call on the Holy Spirit to help you be, to be better at fish, being fishers of men. Ask him to put the words in your mouth. So any thoughts on the way that Jesus was treated, being elevated to where he was, tore down. And what's funny is like Pilate knew, Pilate knew that, that this was a bad situation. He, he looked for the out any way he could. And the crowds and the religious leaders at the time would not allow him to have an out. And so, uh, so he washed his hands in front of the crowds and said, this is on you, not on me. Uh, Autumn says cancel culture happened back then too. It really did. It really did. Um, Amy said, the section about buying back poverty caught my attention because I just read Ruth with one of my students. Spoiler alert, that will be important later. It's easy to get caught up in a crowd or mob mentality. I will change that word a little bit to mob mentality because that's what it was, the entire mob Um, my wife says the, the stuff that happened to Jesus had to happen to fulfill the scriptures as often. And I completely agree with that, that as well, that this is what was ordained. This is what was going to happen, but it doesn't change the fact that we as humans have free will. We have the ability to make decisions. And yet the decision was to still crucify him. And Jacqueline says, that's why miracles aren't everything. They saw miracles and still called for crucifixion. You need faith in the unseen. Um, so I'm going to go back as you guys are kind of pondering what we've just talked about. And Kenneth had a God moment, which was proud parent God moment just today. Our house has become the neighborhood kid hangout which I love, Kenneth. It, there's no better place than to see a group of kids in your own yard. Um, my seven-year-old was talking to his friends. You know about Jesus? He loves you and made everything for you. That is awesome. From the babes, from the mouth of babes, um, it doesn't get, doesn't get any simpler, and your son hit it out of the park. So cool. And I assumed it was a son. It may not be. I'm sorry. Your seven-year-old hit it out of the park. And Elise echoes that. Uh, that's awesome, Kenneth. That's a reflection of how he's being raised. Good job, mom and dad. Um, Kenneth also says, yeah, it seems like Pilate initially wasn't sure why Jesus needed crucified but left it up to the people and they were all about it. Don't want to leave Pilate completely off the hook. He could have made a different choice for sure. Um, he just wanted an out that wasn't his decision. Um, so it was kind of a cowardly way to try to get out of it, um, but it did, it did not work. Uh, 
Um, and Brent jumps in with, in all honesty, in most situations, most of us find it hard to be happy for strangers or even our friends. Society will pressure you into comparing your happiness to others. Comparison is just evil. That's for sure. Um, the other, the other thing that I took out of some of these readings is that when Jesus is talking to, I think it's another parable where he is talking about, and I'm paraphrasing here a lot, where he says that you took me in when I needed a place to stay. You gave me food when I was hungry. You gave me clothes when I needed them. And the people say, I did not, I don't remember that. And Jesus says, if you helped the least of me or the least of society, I guess at that point, then you have helped me. And on the flip side, when you ignore those people who needed you, then you're ignoring Jesus. Um, and I thought that was a really cool point too. Um, comparison is the theft of joy for sure. And Amy says, and leads to jealousy. And the religious religious leaders were so jealous of Jesus at the time. Um, and it was, they were really the catalyst kind of behind everything. And then Mama Schweitzer, just to, for some clarification, says uh, his wife tried to tell Pilate not to do anything to Jesus. She talks about having a dream where it was that he needed to not crucify Jesus, and yet it still went through. So those are the points I have for this week. Um, if anybody has anything, please feel free to jump in with anything in the comments. Um, and Amy, I know you said that stuff, uh, the section about buying back property caught my attention because I just read Ruth. What part of that, can you please expand a little bit on that? And I'll see if I can figure that out. She also says, how can we spread the gospel message in our day-to-day -day life? I admire those people who hand out tracts on the boardwalk, but that's not me. I think it's just being open and honest about um, your, your beliefs and your day-to-day godlike moments, just like Kenneth did with his son. Um, that's way easier for me to do than to go out um, pounding a pulpit on a street corner. Um, and I think it it's just, and it, the more you do it, the more comfortable it becomes. And then probably as you get um, more and more comfortable, maybe that can expand to more and more ways where you can share the gospel. And Amy says, sure, uh, Boaz became the redeemer. I do not have notes on that. If anybody has anything to add to that, I would love to hear what you have to say. Uh, Elisa, simply invite people to come sit at church with you. That's a way. 
Um, I think you can invite people to sit with you um, anywhere, uh, wherever two or more gathered is God's church. And so if you and a friend are sitting down and talking, that is, that is a church. That is, you're talking about God. Um, Kenneth says, sometimes it's as simple as just wearing a shirt or a t-shirt with a Bible verse and, or a good message strikes up some conversations. And Mama Schweitzer says, look for moments where it's possible to say anything about your faith. And Amy says, sorry, I've confused you. We will get to it and I'll remind you when we do. Perfect. And now it's in my head. And when I read it, hopefully I will, it will stick. Well, with that, um, I know my wife has a prayer request. Our neighbors uh, just had a brand new baby boy. Um, the mother is 49 and the father is 52. It was not planned. Uh, I'm sure you can imagine. Um, so it was a high risk pregnancy, but everybody is doing well. So, but prayers for them as they're coming home uh, from the birth of their brand new baby boy. And if there is nothing else, any prayer requests from anybody? Kenneth, thank you so much for sharing uh, the moment with your seven-year-old. That is really awesome. Uh, and those things are great to hear. If our children are spreading the message in the gospel, then you're doing something correct. And that's pretty awesome. Uh, Jacqueline uh, has a request for Kalauna. Uh, so we will do that. Prayers for Kalauna. Um, and Mama Schweitzer says the Wilson family. So we will pray for them as well. And Jacqueline, who is up in Canada, says the fires are bad. And I can't even imagine if we're getting the smoke here in Columbus, Ohio, it's got to be insane for you guys up in Canada. I can't even imagine. So I'll give it about 15 more seconds if there's anything else, and then we'll close in prayer, and we will come back together next week. All right. So if you would, except for those of you driving, bow your heads with me. Um, we will say a prayer. Dear Lord. Thank you so much for giving us this platform to talk around the world with many of your followers and those who are just interested to find out more about you. Please lift up um, our neighbors who just had a baby boy, my mother-in-law who is going through non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, my cousin who is just had a PET scan on Wednesday and gets the results on Tuesday um, after stomach and esophageal cancer. Also, Kalana and um, the Wilson family, and please, uh, the, the wildfires that are going on all over the world, but especially in, in Maui, in California, and in Canada, where uh, Jacqueline resides, 
and they are crazy up there and need your hand to help with those as much as possible. And I thank my best friend, Brent, who is praying for me to give me the strength to do this every week. I appreciate that you've called me to do this. And um, thank you every day that you give me signs and you speak to me on what to talk about each week. Thank you so much. And be with everybody this week uh, that we have a great week and learn how to spread your word, spread the gospel throughout the world. In your name we pray, amen. Well, thank you everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, you guys are awesome as always. Um, I love the interaction. Um, again, if you do not have the Discord link, please send me a request or on Instagram or in a comment on this, um, on this episode, and I will get that to you as quickly as possible so that you can, um, so that you can join along throughout the week. And it's really a great repository because we're covering so much ground each week to be able to like kind of keep us on track as to what we read on Monday so we can still talk about it on Sunday. With that, everybody, thank you so much. Have a blessed week, and we'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Bible Study. Thank you, guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best-tasting, and highest-quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at c4energy.com. That's c4energy.com. And now back to the interview.